And we're live. Welcome back to Four All Hours. I'm joined by a very special guest today. Dancer, singer, actor, triple threat. Ariana Grande super fan, Tiggy Trelaw. How are we doing? Yeah. Hey, oh. how are you? Oh, yeah, happy to be here. Happy to have you on. Uh, so I've been saying Thank like for two weeks, I've been like, yeah, I'm going to get Tiggy on. Yeah, this has been a long time in the making. I'm very excited to be here. <laughs> and I did have to put off listening to a very good album for two weeks. Yeah. So I'm glad it could I'm happen. I'm so sorry. Oh, that's I'm so sorry. entirely my fault. <laughs> um, easy. We're just going to jump straight into it. Um, you're yeah. a very big fan of Ariana Grande um, to the yeah. point where stream it on the day, stream Ariana, everyone, that kind of vibe. T- tell us Absolutely. how you got started. How'd you get started? Okay, so good question. Okay. I'm like an OG Ariana Grande stan. So like everyone kind of found her on like Victorious Vibes and I think I was on that wavelength. I didn't really have like Nickelodeon at that point, but I definitely found her through something. But I was definitely around in the um, piano, put your hearts up era. So I've kind of always been like an, a, like a stan. And I'm very into stan culture. Like if I'm a fan of anyone, like I'm a fan. So like I go in. Yeah. So if, like. Yeah. No. Fair. And if we do ever uh, like a 1975 or a Charlie XCX, Tiggy is the man. The yeah. He's. You know. Man. You're aware. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very yeah. Aware. And then <laughs> I do make make everyone very aware, as you should be. Um. <laughs> uh. Yeah. And I just like. She released Yours Truly and I was just like, this is this is my woman. And like the intro to that album is like half of the reason that I am the person I am. That is song did raise me, I'm pretty sure. It's 50% my parents and 50% intro to the My Everything album that raised me. Um, so I remember like posting in year seven a photo of her in like a dress that she performed at like Women's March or something. And I was like, happy birthday, Ariana Grande in year seven. And never since that moment, it's just been ride or die. (laughs) And fair enough. I personally think she's just getting better with every album, which I just think is great. Right? Yeah, I agree. Uh, I would agree with that. Yeah. All right. So we're going to jump, we're going to jump into positions. Um, I decided to not listen to the album until I get Tiggy on because I was like, I need to make content. And I think this is a good idea. So... Fabulous, um, yeah. We're going to start up the top. Track one. Track one of what? 14? Shut up. I think so. Uh, <laughs> you shut up. I thought this song was hilarious. It To me, it sounds like... <laughs> it's like a diss track, but if like music, like music theatre diss track, that's how I felt about it. Like if Les Mis had a diss that track. Is... <laughs> that is such a good way to put it. That's really funny. Yeah, Shut Up is my favourite of the album. Like, really? undeniably. Yeah. From the first moment I listened to it, like, normally you know how your favourites change and stuff like that? Yeah. My order of, like, what's been my favourite has changed, but, like, Shut Up, the fir- the moment I listened to it, like, the very first chorus when she's like, um, my presence in my aura bright, as soon as I heard that, I was, like, jaw yeah. to the floor. Okay. I was like, this is the best thing I've ever heard. And I've like, my opinion stays unmatched. Like I think shut up is the best of the album. I love that. I was not expecting that take. 
Um, yeah. Also, yeah, but just, just the thought of her being like, hey, everyone, shut the fuck up. Stop being a hater in like five-part harmonies. Sent- right? <laughs> <laughs> that's actually really funny when you think about it. I didn't think about it like that, but that's like super funny. And she says that like, she says she did an interview with Zach Sang and Zach Sang was like, put it like, if you don't like the album, go back and listen to that song. And it's like a shut the fuck up. It's like, who do you, you think like you are? To start, start from the start. Yeah. It's start from the start. Listen to shut up because we don't want your opinion. And if you don't like it, take it elsewhere. It's like such the vibe of the song. And I really just, I think the lyrics are just so intricate and well-written too. Like, yeah. Oh no. I think her writing on this album and I know yeah. she has um, a, a crew of writers, but they've, I feel like they've upped themselves on this one. This yeah. one's been... No, I totally agree. Because the melodies are not only like, they're just intricate and interesting and they go somewhere so nicely, but she still has that like range on like the intro, on like the choruses, sorry. Like that vibrato in those like, oh, in the chorus, I'm like, ah, it's going. I'll say, and it's, <laughs> it's never an Ariana album or a song without just whistle notes somewhere. There's always going to be a whistle, whistle notes oh. all over the cut. I love it. We will get to the whistle notes. We will get to them. All right. Um, we're going to go to track two, 34 and 35. Um, to the people who didn't know this meant 69. <laughs> uh, do year four math for me. Like, <laughs> I didn't know it meant 69. No one, I'm like, though. what are you doing? <laughs> when I read the track list, I was like, hot. And then, like, I think um, Cody messaged me for all the listeners. We have a friend named Cody. And he was like, oh, my God, 34 plus 35 is 69. And I was like, wow, Ariana Grande. And then when I listened to it, it just made so much sense. And it's just so, this song I found so funny. Like, I think it's so funny. Yeah, no, I, what I do, when I listened to this album, I was just like, what, um, it feels like she's done these songs, but this is a lot better. This reminds me of when she did Side to Side and everyone was like, ooh, side, mm. Side's a bit frisky. And then she came out and she was mm. like, do you want to fuck me until daylight? And I'm like, <laughs> Ariana. She really did level up side to side by like a hundred. Like she did so much. I really, yeah, this song, especially recently in the past week, I found that this song, especially once I learned the lyrics, especially that like rap bridge. Yeah. I was like, this song really just hits so well for me at the moment, especially after the music video dropped. And if you haven't oh, watched I haven't it. seen it. After this, right. first activity, first point of business is watching the um, music video. But um, I just like, yeah, again, writing flawless. Like the innuendos are so clever. Like, give me them babies is so funny to me. Yeah. I'm like, that's just so smart. And like, and I know like one of like her writers, well, not her writers, one her choreographers wrote that line for her and that's why he's on the track. But like, it's just funny and you can feel that they had fun making it and it like shows in the way that the song is like laid out. From yeah, the way, the way it comes out, it comes off as like super cheeky. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like, open the door, come inside. I'm like, Ariana. Yeah. Ariana. Yeah, right. But it's so like, it's so like cheeky, like cutesy. Yeah. Like, it's so sexy and, like, hot, but it's the way she delivers it as, like, a cute little buff, and she's, like, there's still this cute little, like, girl with a ponytail, like, giving you a wink, but she's, like, when you listen to it, it's so, like, it's I just love it. 
Yeah. Like the lyrics. Yeah, it's, like, oh my God. Yeah. Right. But it's such like a, you wouldn't even notice in the way that she sings it. And that's why I love it. Cause it's so subtly like delivered, but so like powerfully said. I'll say if you don't listen to the lyrics, this is like, you know, cute boppy track, but then, <laughs> then you delve just a mm. tiny bit deeper and you're like, Oh my God. She a freak freak. I just, for a real freak freak but i think it, <laughs> i just think it's so like i yeah it hits the spot for me at the moment i think it's really really and like the track is like the production's so good yeah yeah, yeah. i love it yeah. all right moving on to track three motive featuring doja cat okay <laughs> before we start when Jamal first listened to this song, it was in an Uber on the way home from a bar that we went out to. Before the Doja Cat. I, I was trying to get through a few songs before we hit the apartment that we were going back to. Miss Brody, shout out to you. I wanted to get through a few tracks. So I put on Motive because this was the day the album came out, mind you. So um, I skipped it right before Doja's verse. And they were like so mad about it. And <laughs> I think I skipped it for like a little mix song or something. But like <laughs> get me wrong, little mix good, but <laughs> Ariana and then it was just Doja Yeah, yeah. And then it just yeah. went little mix. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> and you were or it was like sour candy or something. And you all were like, What? <laughs> it was yeah, really funny. Also a bop. Just wanted to bring that up. Just wanted to bring that up. Yeah, Sal Candy, big bop. Yeah, hot. Um, yeah, what do you think? Motive, where, where are we thinking on your song list? What did you think of the song? Such a strut song. Yeah. Such a, like, bad bitch. Especially when the... Um, Tell me what's your more... Boom, boom, like the, that beat uh, comes in. Oh. I remember um, one of the first times I went back to the city after lockdown, I was down like Burke Street Mall and it was like sunny. Yeah. And then I yeah. turned straight onto Burke Street Mall and like, it was like, and tell me what's your boom. And then I was like, my legs were just like, <laughs> like the, strut, the damn strut on me when that chorus comes on. No, no boundaries. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really good. And I like the, um, like, I don't, I think it's a bridge where the, and then the second time, like the first time there's no drums and bass. And then the second time there's drums and bass. I'm like, Oh, that's so mm, good. Mm, so well done. Mm. Um, and even Doja's verse. I was questionable. I was like, so like, Ariana, did you need to bring Doja Cat on this album? And then like, I heard her verse and I was like, Oh no, it's perfect. I was like, it makes so much sense that she was there. Yeah, no, Doja's so, like, versatile as well. I think if it wasn't for the fact that everyone's just trying to cancel her all the time, she's, like, up there with just, like, versatile. And I feel like she doesn't miss. I haven't heard a song from Doja Cat that I don't Mm. like yet. Mm. Period. I love that. I, mm, I don't know. I didn't really get a chance to, like, listen to her music before it became, like commercialized in like a tiktok kind of platform so like i only really knew it as like a kind of gaggy like song for like a tiktok dance so like but on saying that she's an amazing performer all her live performances are so fucking good yeah i yeah raider so i totally get the i I totally get the yeah no and her um first album i think it's called amala like the one before 
the hot pink is that her most recent yeah. like her first yeah. album is better than a one but yeah. see yeah i need to do some research on miss doja because like i don't know any like of her i know most of her new album because she did like so well with it and most of it went like really commercial yeah but like her older stuff no idea yeah no give it a listen it's really good yeah hot um, but yeah motive definitely a very very like i can listen to that very easily like i'll never really skip motive unless i'm in like a different vibe but like yeah yeah a very good i feel like the first half of the album i think is really good there there's when yeah. i get to the, like we'll get to the last half but i feel like there are some songs where i'm just like oh probably probably could have mm-hmm. but we'll get there um mm-hmm. track four just like magic this is my i think my second favorite on the album mm-hmm. just like magic is so good i love it so mm-hmm. much discuss why is it the second favorite this this song um, makes me want an Ariana Grande rap album. <laughs> I yeah. I feel like there are some pop artists who rap, and I hate it when they do it. A la Ed Sheeran, I hate when Ed Sheeran raps. I genuinely want to cut the cord of my headphones. <laughs> <laughs> when Ed Sheeran releases anything, I genuinely want to cut the cord, cut yeah. his cord. <laughs> I'm like, cut the life cord. Ed Sheeran, time to retire. Where's the retirement papers for that man? Yeah. Get the ginger some retirement papers. I'm done. <laughs> Look at it. Um, but I really liked her flow on this one. And I really liked the... Um, this is like a kind of... Um, like a song for Mac, Mac Miller. Like, obviously, Off yeah. the Table is ex- exclusively a Mac Miller song. But, like, yeah. just I, I don't know. There's something about this song where I'm just like, yeah, Bob. Ariana kind of goes off with the flows. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. I just love the growth in this song. Like she sounds so grown and it's so like looking after herself. And it's such a song to like, listen to and be like, feel um, like uplifted by like the lyric of it. And like mm. the overall vibe just matches the, what her she sang in the song too. So well, I think. And I think she really like nailed it. And especially how all the choruses kind of like, differ in like the details I think was very clever for her it keeps the song very like interesting because the chorus could be repetitive if she wanted to but like every time that she changes the middle finger to my thumb and then I snap it and like it's always kind of a different one throughout the album and then like she's mm. very good at um switching up the choruses Mm. even with just like a key Mm. change at the end like every Mm. time she loves it she loves a key change but yeah, I definitely, yeah. And the like, take my pen and write some love letters to heaven is like such a beautiful like note to talk about like ones that have like passed and all that stuff. Cause she's lost like her grandparent, yeah. like her grandpa and things like that too. And I think everyone can kind of like draw that on themselves in like whatever way they want. But like, I think that's just such a nice, like uplifting way to talk to people, talk about people that like, you may miss or maybe in your past or like you've lost and things like yeah. that. I just thought it was very like, like a very comforting way for her to write that. And when she like says like losing friends left and right, but I just send them love and light. I'm like, you just sound so grown and it's just yeah. such a nice way to like listen to her talk. And I just think that's such, it reflects in the way that it like the listen value of it. Yeah. And I think she's just like, um, cause obviously she's had some not so favorable things happen to her to say the least and to hear her, um, 
put it on a song like that, you're just like, she's comfortable where she is at the moment. She's like gone through her stages of um, grief and um, dealing with a hell of a lot of shit. And she's like, yeah, this is, this is what I do now. This is who I am. I love it. This is, this is yeah, my second. Totally. It's up there for me too. It's very up there for me too. And definitely it's top half. Yeah. All right. Number five, um, my favourite song, just because I'm a bit of a thought for the weekend. <laughs> Interesting. Not surprised. Now that no, I know you, yeah, yeah, your yeah. vibe, Miss Black, and I, yeah, <laughs> I'm aware. That makes a lot of sense that this song is your favourite. Yeah, um, I get you know, it. You know what this song reminds me of? You remember when she did that song mm. with Nathan Sykes? Um, yeah. Over and over yeah. again. That vibe. Um, yeah. Almost is never enough. Just this, this reminds me mm. of two people just yelling at each other. And it's so, I don't know. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Yeah, no, totally. I remember this one. Okay. This for me, the first listen, it's very different now, but the first listen, these next three songs is when I was like, Ariana. Mm. Um, okay. I was like, cause these next three songs are very like, they're not the flat lines of the album, but they, the vibe very much just like softens and doesn't yeah. go anywhere until like my hair kicks in. Yeah. And um, so this song, I, the lyric is what made me love this song the most on my first listen and now I think it's the vocals, like the vocal arrangement of this song, I think yep. is like, especially when she says, um, that part where she says, not yet healed already. And then it's got already on yep. in the back. And I'm just like that, the vocal production on it is like yeah, the beautiful. Like, and yeah. Kind of call and response and you're like, oh. Yeah, totally, totally. My opinion on the weekend on this song is interesting because I love him on the track as a vocalist, but listening to the lyrics, it sounds like she wrote the lyric or it sounds like she should be singing it. I, so I'm in two parts. Yeah. I agree. Cause Cause I'm, what did he say? He said um, something about not being able to love you because you can't love somebody that you can't hold. When, mm -hmm, when he said mm -hmm. that, I'm like, that's not about you. That's no, yeah, right? about <laughs> Miss Grande. Mm. Miss Grande, as we would say. Yes. And I, but like the listen value of his voice and his tone in the song just like so perfectly like fits for the, like she matched the song to the features very well on this album, I do think. Hmm. But um, I just, when you like listen to it, when I listened to it more, it took me like out of his verses because I was like, it just doesn't sound like him. It sounds like she should be like on it. But I am happy he's on the track because it definitely, adds flavor for yeah sure. no and he's credited as a writer so i think he wrote some of it but like i think yeah, he definitely would have wrote it one of the best mm. like singing the weekend things that i've heard in like a while like just I agree. more vocals i'm like whoa i haven't heard him sing like that in a minute i agree i totally agree with that but this song has definitely grown on me especially on the second listen i loved this song yeah no that... i was like the first time i was like ah oh, because it's it's like long when you don't get the vibe of, and this is my like point of view on the next three mm. songs is that when you didn't, when I didn't understand kind of what the album was, I was like, Oh, like, where is this going? But on my second listen, once I listened to the whole thing and I understood what the body of work was, mm. these songs made so much more sense. And then the like play of this song, like was so much more enjoyable. And I really like, this song has grown on me a lot. Yeah, for sure. 
No. I really, really like um, this song. Yeah. All right. We're going into track six, six, 6.30. I don't have too much to say about this song. I, I feel like it's a, I don't know. You go on. You go on. Okay. This song. I love this song. I found, I find that with this song, I sing it to myself a lot. Like it's in my head a lot. Hmm. So I go to listen to it, but it, it wouldn't be a song that I would have necessarily when I first was like going through the album that I would have put on. But recently, like I tend to go to it a lot. And if I listen to the second half of the album, I'll start with 6.30. And I think for me, the conversationalism of this song is really like, it's like key point. I just think it's really like so conversational and like the way she like wrote the verse is so like, feels very her and very natural and very instinctive. And I like that a lot. So I am a big fan of this song. I think it's definitely grown on me. I just think it's very, it makes a lot of sense, the whole overall vibe. And especially when it like goes down at the end and then it like, yeah, it's yeah a win. This song's a win for me. For yeah, sure. I'm sure. Um, I definitely think it'll grow on me because I like it. I think it's like got a good groove to it, and I like how she wrote from both perspectives in both the verses. She started with like I'm on some bullshit, and then the second one just like I oh, know you're on some bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hot. So. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Actually, I noticed that like a week ago when I like was proper listening and like started getting more into like the lyrics, and that that and the first chorus she was like um will you like still be with me when I'm old and stuff oh she says like um something about like her going crazy and then uh, her saying will I stay around when you go crazy in the second verse or like second chorus and I'm like big claps like it's a it's it's almost like a store it's like a storyline in one song like I Mm, agree with that yeah I totally agree with that um all right next song number seven safety safety featuring ty dollar sign um not my favorite ty dollar sign feature i and i love ty dollar sign but like he kind of just felt a little out of place Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i totally agree with that especially now not so much because i'm so used to him being there so i like actually really enjoy his part especially in the second chorus where it go where he's like um aha uh-huh, shoop and then it goes boop 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 in the background before yeah, trip and falling with the <laughs> and i was like that's hot but i totally understand what you were saying and i said like when this album first came out i was like it didn't need tyler Do- ty dollar sign on it yeah but like but, his name is tyler dollar sign <laughs> It didn't need yeah. Tyler. <laughs> no, we didn't need Miss Tyler on the track. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't, but it's grown on me. The only thing I have to say about this song now is that it didn't need the last chorus. They repeat the chorus. They should have ended it after the bridge, I think, the last bridge. Yeah, this I is think it would be such a better show. Yeah, yeah this, it's like, so long. It's, it's a half a minute longer than it needs to. And I think... This song's interesting because yeah. it has a very different vibe to the first six songs. Mm-hmm. Like this is mm-hmm. made like a very dark and like a darker type of like uncertain mm. type of vibe that I'm getting from it. Mm-hmm. 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 Uncertain is like the perfect word for it. But I really love the um, melodies in this song, especially in her verses. I love how she like, vocally arranged this song i think it's really 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 slick and i think 
the melodies are super, super catchy and they definitely have grown on me and I like tend to go to listen to this song now. Yeah. Which I didn't before, but I really like it now. I really, really, it's grown on me heaps. Yeah. I feel like all the songs that I don't like at the moment, as when I keep listening to it, like it'll, mm. it'll all just yeah. be like, oh, one through 14 every single yeah. time. All right. Yeah, fine. Exactly. And that's what I mean when like you've listened to it a few times, this song makes sense. Like in the grand scheme, this is the point of the album where I was like, Ari, where are we going? And mm. then she picks it back up after this song. But then once I'd listened to it and I listened to this song again, I was like, okay. I was like a track. I was like, I understand. I like, cause you, yeah, it, it made sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, track eight, my hair. What, what do I have to say? Bob, I love it. I Super group. love my hair. Yeah. Yep instantly like top as soon as i heard the deal 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 at the start i was like here we go and then the beat kicked in that tommy about tommy brown beat and i was like yeah you know what it's about to be be. (laughs) Mm -hmm. i was like oh and then the lyrics i remember like i was at like camberwell station like trying not to scream when i heard her say um sometimes it's real sometimes it's tracks i was literally there like (laughs) abiding my fist i was like no you didn't bitch i was like and then okay we must discuss the whistle the whistle tone damn whole chorus at the end (laughs) i have to go iconic not okay i just was again sitting at campbell station biting my fist like that's not no the no fact one the asked. entire last chorus i was like oh my god else something else she really said i'm singing on this album and i <laughs> love that oh this song is yeah and i i think production always amazing lyrics amazing but like the vocals and that just gave the album such flavor just by having that one like whistle chorus and that's yeah. insane like hitting a whistle note is like already like enough, but her doing a whole chorus in that register of her voice is like nuts. Like that is insane. The strength and stamina she has in her voice. I'm like, it floors me. I think that's so impressive. And I think it gave such an uplift to the album and added so much like respectability to like the vocal arrangements in the yeah, album. I just- 100%. And especially after um the last song where like it's not a bad song but it's like more of a, a mm-hmm. we're gonna say like a downturn this one yeah i feel like the next three songs she definitely gets in her r&b pocket i feel like yeah. so like big time thousands r&b like when i heard um we'll jump on to the next song track nine nasty i was just like oh, nasty um yeah. i was just like this is like a jasmine sullivan song this is yeah, right. 2010 like R&B like ugh. Mm. well my has a sample of like a cl- of an R&B song I think it's like an indie uh, maybe I could be wrong but I don't know but it's a sample of an R&B song but this I definitely agree you're definitely right in where this gets very R&B this next portion of the yeah. album I love it and yeah me too I think and she's been trying to go R&B for a while. Like, this gives me very Christmas and chill vibes mixed with Dangerous Woman, this whole album. Mm. And Christmas and Chill, she released, like, 
four or so years ago and it's like R&B Christmas and like she's been trying to do something like this for a while I think and I think she's really like nailed her approach to it because it still sounds very naturally her yeah and yeah well that's the thing I don't think she's lost I think when pop artists try to go like R&B they get really pop rap and I think like my main thing for um like example for this is like Justin Bieber Justin Bieber came out and was just like I'm I complain I'm complaining that my um recent album wasn't considered R&B I'm like because it's not it's not R&B it's really not it's not that album I haven't even listened to it I just know that I won't like it it's all right (laughs) fine it's it's fine I but nasty nasty I just, I can't say nasty. Like, you can't say nasty when you You really can't, because he's like, oh, yeah, we're going to nasty. And she's like, I want to get nasty. Nasty. I love this. Again, this one really, really grew on me. It's not one that I didn't like when I first listened to it, because the lyrics, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. But, like, then this song recently hits especially the pre-chorus like the i just want to make time for you yeah so it was just right for you that bit the production on it and how she's like arranged her vocals send me yeah oh that's what i I feel like this entire album she'll have like she'll switch up her flows and she'll go like Mm. a little bit faster and i'm just like oh oh Mm, she finds such good like pockets to like change it up and I think Mm. it just makes this song and she sings in this one a lot like at the end she really like goes for it also this one like starting with whistle notes is just already like insane so I think vocally you start the new Mm. with whistle notes (laughs) exactly I love that transition too right I love that she did that I love that she like flowed them together because it made the album like made that flow make sense i agree and i think this is um and we'll talk about like her whole discography later i think this is like her best composed album just in terms of like one through 14 everything flows everything feels like it has a purpose yeah i agree i totally i definitely agree with the flow and the order of this album i think it's very like smart she did it very correct like everything's perfectly ordered Mm. and like normally like thank you next is a mess the way she ordered that awful i was like why did you do it like that but this album flows it makes so much sense to listen to in order i was gonna say listening to it out of order would just be strange like yeah i'm like Mm -hmm. all right has to be in order Mm-hmm. right I only listen to it like pretty much in order sometimes I go shuffle and it's like a weird experience but it also is like really fresh because I know the order off by heart yeah like because I've listened to it that many times in order but like it, are we shocked the surprise is slim it's to none tattooed on his back <laughs> the track list is just <laughs> on my back let's go get it done I'd scream shut up I'm doing it <laughs> that is so funny imagine me <laughs> I wouldn't put it past me. I really wouldn't. My first tattoo is going to be the uh, track list. I'm but just like four track lists, just like <laughs> three 1975 albums and then yeah, <laughs> That just is, that's so right. He is correct in that, in everything you're saying that. All right. But, um, 10 West Side. This, I love this song. This Ooh, is, lit- yeah, this is my second favorite. Oh, this is three for me. I've, I've written my top five list. Um, Love it. Yeah, 
West Side is three for me. This song is just cool. It's I think I, so cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. I very much overlooked this song when I first listened to it, only because I think of the time of it, like how it's kind of short. It is short. And yeah. it kind of, when I first listened to it, I was like, oh, it's a safety net vibe. But the more I listened to it, I was like, uh, this song really. Yeah. Meet me at the West Side. And I'm like, ah! Yes. Yeah. Oh, good. So- I just, the overall vibe, immaculate. Again, the vocal production. So good. Oh, the entire production on this entire album. I'm like, oh, you yeah. can tell there's just massive been work on it. I was like, oh, mm. it's done so well. Mm. Um, 11, Love Language. Good song. I enjoyed it. Just a good song. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not my favourite. Yeah, uh, I understand. But it's also not your vibe, I don't think. N- not particularly. Um, yeah. But, like, I enjoyed it nonetheless. Um, mm. But just, like, after Westside, like, I get so geeked at Westside. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> And then, like, it's very you. I so understand that. Like now, when you talk about which ones are your favorite, and like knowing your kind of music vibe, yeah, so no, much sense. Yeah, no, fair. I totally understand. Um, I get it. Tell us about Love Language. Love Language instantly was one of my favorite songs on this album, because the especially at this point of the album, like that kick up and switch of like vibe, hmm. so good. The, the lyrics in this song, this is very, um, shows a lot of like maturity and like sophistication in her like approach to like a sensual relationship and like yeah. a more like intimate relationship, but also keeps it like fun and young by being like, you could talk your shit all night, like that kind of vibe. Yeah, that, that was so fire. Yeah. And like, I just, yeah, I really, really, I think the switch up is really clever. And I just thought the vibe was just so immaculate. I was like, this is, great i was as soon as it came on i was like yes it, I it is I very good yeah. and um yeah mm. <laughs> again the lyrics again i'm like the lyrics are just lyrics on point. she's like if this is your lang- uh, love language you could talk shit all night and i'm like oh <laughs> yeah correct and the outro too so random mm. but yeah. going into positions like the next track is positions makes so much sense it like makes that song. The outro by itself, I'm like, what? <laughs> what did I just listen to? Right. The when you first listened to it, I was like, oh. I was like, okay. it's like a <laughs> like a 15 second interlude. Mm-hmm. I'm like, like right. a random yeah. little bit in the middle, but I'm like, oh no, end of the song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I really that outro is literally one of my favorite parts because the lyrics are so clever. Mm. So smart, especially when she finishes it being like, I ain't trying to sign no lease. I just won't make you my home. I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I'm like, cute. I just love it. I think, yeah, it's great. I just really, really, really think that song is very elite status. Mm. Love, 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 love. We love, 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 love. love across the board. Uh, we love, love language. Track 12, Positions. Uh, was this the lead single on the album? was indeed the lead single the on lead the album. Single. Um, yeah. Really? A bop. Mm. What can I say? A bop. Definitely. This song, 
when I listen to the album is the only one that kind of sticks out and that's why I understand why it was the single. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's definitely the most commercial on the album. Like this song is very much like a radio player and it makes Mm. a lot of sense why it was the single. Such a track, not discrediting how good this song is. But listening to it with the album, I was like, ah, okay. Like interesting, but then the lyrical content makes so much sense with the rest of the album. Like that's what gels it. But I think as a song, it's just like production wise, very like, um, contrasting to the rest of the album but in saying that I think a sublime track yeah no I think it's a great track you reckon it's one of those things where she might have written it like I don't know a year or two ago and then um, like she started coming up with the concept for this album and was just like mm-hmm. how am I going to fit this in like yeah. obviously it fits in kind of but like mm-hmm. as, as you said I definitely think this one like stands out for like well it's a it's a great mm. song. Like it's a bop. Mm. Also, like, mm. does it fit in with the flow mm. of the rest of the album? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I definitely could see her like this as being one of the like lead songs she like wrote for the album. Lyrically, I definitely think it makes sense with the album and the message mm-hmm. she's saying. Very again, very mature. The way she's coming, the point of view she's coming at this song with. Like, I think it's very a sophisticated view mm. of. Um, relationship for her but yeah definitely the most commercialized kind of song and maybe that's just because I listened to it as a single on repeat for like two weeks before it came out yeah but I definitely I definitely yeah I agree I definitely agree with that opinion it is and it is a great song don't get me wrong Mm. like Uh, but track definitely a track. track track and lyrically like again like the way the melodies are so intricate, especially like um, I'm in the Olympics way. I'm jumping through hoops and like yeah. the vocal harmony on like hoops and stuff is so clever. And I just think it's such an interesting song to listen to. Yeah, no, I agree. Mm. It's a very good song. Um, we're on the last two tracks now. We've got uh, 13, Obvious. Miss Obvious. Yeah, track. I, I really enjoyed this one. I thought the album finished quite strong. Very strong. I definitely agree with that. I think Obvious is very... Yeah, I just love the perspective of this song because I think that's very relatable for, like, a lot of people. Yeah. The way that she kind of talks about, like, signaling and kind of things like that in a relationship. I'm like, that's really cute. And I just thought it was a really nice... Like, this song's not that long either. Like, 227. Like, I think that was very clever the way she kind of made it almost an interlude because if she made it long, it didn't need the length. Yeah, no, I agree. And um, Ryan Tedder has a credit, the um, lead singer of, fuck, what was he? One Republic. Iconic. That's so funny. I love that. I really, um, and this just comes into her whole album as a thing, I think there needs to be um, more pop albums uh that incorporate storytelling i don't think there's enough storytelling Mm. in pop music Mm. um and this Mm. is such a this is a really good storytelling album and i don't Mm. i don't get that a lot with pop music Mm. which is strange (laughs) Mm. i love that like that is such a like i so agree with that and that's something that i've not really realized until you've kind of said it but it's so true this album like every song tells a different story and it's not in the way that she's purposely like putting one, but you can visually see 
what she's singing about. It's so like visually written. I feel like in a way that manifests a story and like what you said, it's very storytelling in the way that she's written it. And I think, yeah, you don't see it a lot. It's a lot of like, um, a lot of lyrics for whatever. But, I feel like yeah. a lot of singles about a whole lot of not much. Um, and I feel exactly. like even, even without the, like, if you don't know um, her entire backstory and what she's been through and mm. done and all that, like, I feel like she does a good enough job telling a story through this album that you're like, okay, I understand. Mm. Mm. I totally agree. I love, yeah, I love that perspective. I totally agree. Mm. Hot. Um, and last, lastly on the album, POV. POV. Yes. Track. Such a bop. Um, the chorus, I'm just like, oh, fire. So fire. So, so good. I, I, my favourite part of the, this song is the bridge before, like, the last chorus. Mm. Um, just because I think the way that she's produced it is, like, such a melt. As, no, the second verse of this, chor- this song gets me all everywhere. I'm yeah. like... Ah, oh, and like just the way she's gone about the production of the, the whole team's gone about the vocal arranging of this song melts me, sends me, sends me, sends me. And I thought it was very clever, like, because obviously, again, like kind of the maturity of like this point of view of hers, but like by calling it like POV and making it socially relevant was like so smart. Yeah, because no, it's like that's yeah, so like, popular, like especially with TikTok and stuff. POV <laughs> is like such a like like our generation kind of term now that everyone kind of uses. But like she's made it like beautiful, and I think that's very like intelligent. I also think it's very um, like relatable where she's just like I <laughs> like um, just to like break it down to bare bones, where she's like. I don't like myself, but I wish I liked myself as much as you like me. And you're just like, mm. oh, that's so mm. nice. As like, you really mm. think you're just like, oh, with all that she's got going on, you're just like, even she can be like, oh, I, I don't like myself as much as mm. this person does. Mm. And I think that's totally lovely. And I think wanting to see what others see in you in like a positive way is so healthy because mm. we always think about what, people might not like about us but like why don't we think about why people stay around us yeah and i think especially with this song i really like how you can listen to it in like a platonic context like this is very much relatable to like any relationship you have with anyone yeah. like i could listen to this song and think about everyone in it, like our friend group and yeah. be like oh, oh dear like the way that like everyone loves me in our like friendship group and like you know and sees me like that and what makes me love them and like mm why do they like feel connected to me and stuff like that? So I love that. It's not so it, the second chorus is a bit like explicitly relationship shippy, but like yeah. the general connotation over it is very like, you can listen to it and take whatever you want from it. And I think that's so um, I think that's very like powerful and like impactful. I think it spreads to a wider amount of people. No, I agree. It's, it's very relatable. And I think it's um, a great way to send off the album. Like it, it's mm. a, it's a good song and it, I think it ties everything up really nicely. Mm. Um, yeah. The whole body. I have one. This is the only second thing I have that's an issue with the album. Mm-hmm. First is that Safety Net is too long. Sure. Secondly, she did such a disservice by not making the outro a strings. A strings outro. Yeah. Okay. I see it. 
Fair. Such a disservice. As soon as I lit, the first thing that I thought when I heard this song go out, there's such beautiful strings. And all of the songs, if you hear Zach Sang interview, all of the songs were created off string samples. Mm. So her, like, this, um, like, a man that, like, did all the strings and composed all the strings for her, like, laid down all of these strings. And that's what she kind of built every song off. And I think for her to go and do this beautiful, like the only real ballad in the album mm. and not send it off, like literally not send the album starts with strings. It should have ended with the most beautiful, like 10 second string outro. I think it was such a disservice for her not to incorporate strings in her outro. I think it would have just tied the album so flawlessly and effortlessly. And it would have mm. just added like 10 times more of a powerful listen, like a more listening value to that song if she had a strings outro. But that said, I still love this song and it's still one of my favourites. But that's fair, fair, fair. That's now, my now only can, two issues. I can only think of the strings in positions now. Um, mm. Well, now that you say that, I'm just like, wow, it's all strings, mm. isn't it? It really is. Yeah. There's some songs like West Side and stuff that I, I think they might have like taken them out or like really put them in the back. Mm. But yeah. And Positions, that was my biggest draw card for it as a single, is that I was like, oh, this is music. Like, she's gone and, like, gone an orchestra together. I was like, that's music. Because I love strings, or I love when people use trumpet, or, like, yeah. a, like real, like, electric guitar, or something like that. Like Yeah, actual instruments rather than yeah, a production. AAW or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Positions, I great album. Um, we, obviously... We've just raved about it for 40 minutes. <laughs> 40 minutes, yes. Um, how do you rank this in terms of the rest of her discography? Well, this is a difficult question. Because it is difficult I can't question. rank... Because, okay, with Ariana Grande's albums, I feel such a connection to them in different reasons. Like, my everything is, like, iconic for my, like... That's... Because I didn't really start listening to albums until maybe last year except mm -hmm. with the exception of Ariana Grande's, I didn't really listen to full bodies of work until like this year. And now I like will only listen to full bodies of work. Sure. But um, so uh, like that song, that album is so like nostalgic for me and I have so much like attachment to my everything, yeah. but then, and yours truly too is bops, but I'm like, it's her worst album. I agree. But like, but, like, it's young Ariana Grande. It's, like, I can't really comment. Oh, 20, like, 21? Yeah. She was literally, like, probably, like, 18, 19 when oh she released God. Australia. Like, she was a bub. And then... Um, but, yeah. Thank you, Nate. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Because I think it's definitely up the top for me, like, of her albums. Just because I think it's... But, oh, like, Sweetener is so good for me. I just love Sweetener. It sits mm -hmm. in right a really nice pocket for me. But so does Dangerous Woman. I would rank it definitely top three, I sure. think. But I don't know what the other two would be. But it would, it's <laughs> definitely among those. Yeah. I think it's up the top. I think this album is very, 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 some of her best work, for sure. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, we're going mm. to go a, uh, we're going to talk about, a take that one of our acquaintances had um, <laughs> mentioning that this is one of the worst Ariana Grande albums, just because um, to quote, she doesn't sing enough on it. 
initially okay so initially i agreed with this because i was like you know what yeah she doesn't she kind of because i was comparing it to like dangerous woman where she only like yeah she belts belts. (laughs) yeah she but then on the second listen she sings like she sings in this album like oh off the table sings nasty she sings like my hair and I'm like, that's such an invalid, like, that's just, like, such a first, I've listened to this album once, like, not, non-opinion, you know? I Yeah, my initial take was that I kind of agreed with it just because, like, she was going into this more R&B and, like, uh, trap, like, rap, pop kind of thing. Like, I, when I think um, what his take would be on, like, you know, in Seven Rings, that just, like, rap mm-hmm. at the end, I'm like fire but like she's not singing mm-hmm. like but then you, you then you do listen to the whole album and you're like how can you say um it's not a singing album when she does a whistle note chorus like, <laughs> that's just like exactly that's just not that's not a thing you can say mm, i yeah i so agree i yeah and this album is such a grower i agree on the first listen i was like love it not her best work and now I've listened the second listen. I was like her best album. Mm. Oh no, yeah. I agree. I I love. I, I said it before, but I just love the storytelling. Like I love mm. the songs with a purpose. Mm. Mm. Oh. And mm. yeah, because like um, like you said before, which was, thank you next was a bit of a mess. I feel like that was a whole lot of singles. I feel like mm-hmm. some of her albums have just been like a lot of singles, and then some other stuff mm, mm-hmm. uh, but then yeah this this just this top to bottom you're just like it it makes sense it's so well produced it's so well done and it's i think it's a great concept album i love it mm. this is my favorite mm. iron grande album i think oh, yep okay i love that and i definitely agree i thank you next I love top to bottom every single song. There's not a single song that I don't love and I can't, I don't stick up a single song. The way she ordered it was wrong. Yeah. I was like, why did the album not finish on Thank You Next? Why did the album start? I understand why it started with Imagine. I don't understand why Needy was the second song. Mm. I was like, why is it ordered like that? Like she did such a, and like people don't really care because people don't really listen to albums in order that often, but she could have ordered it in a way that just made it made so much sense as an album and like it would have gone somewhere. Yeah. But yeah. But like, yeah, I think someone that really off topic, but someone that orders albums really well is Lily Allen. She's got such an art to ordering and the 1975, they both are like so good at ordering an album and like the way that they flow and especially Lily Allen's recent work, it, she explains it as like a night out where it starts off um, good, like it starts off high and then it kind of gets worse and then mm. it's a train wreck and then you wake up the next day and it gets a little bit better. And I'm like, it's so clear that the whole thing just tells a story. But um, thank you, Next, for me. I was like, it does sound like a bunch of songs that she's made and she loves but she didn't make as a cohesive concept, which is fine because not every album has to be like such a body of work, but I definitely agree that Positions is a body of work. I feel like if you put Positions on shuffle, you get the same quality of listen as Thank You Next. Because you're just like, bop, yeah, bop, I agree. bop, 
spot from top to bottom, but you're like, why is, you know, 34 and 35 next to safety net? Like, mm-hmm. the fuck mm-hmm. happened? <laughs> yes, it definitely feels like the way Thank You Next is ordered is like it was on shuffle. Yeah, oh, gotcha. Um, mm. I, w- I, I Actually, that could be a fun thing to do. Um, just order, order Thank You Next. Order Thank You Next. <laughs> I can do it. I'll do it. Okay. Are we doing this? Okay. Yeah, yeah, go on. So I think it starts, it definitely starts with Imagine. That mm-hmm. makes sense. I think then, I think it should have gone into NASA. I think NASA should be next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, Navy should not be there. And then I think from NASA, I think Bloodline makes sense, but I would have think, I think I would have liked to see um, makeup after NASA. Just because it's the whole like space to come together vibe. Yeah. And it's like, I like it when we fight because when we get back together, it's better. And I think that next to NASA would have made sense. And then Bloodline coming in after that would have made sense. Such a track. Bloodline is such a track. Bloodline is actually my least favorite on the album, but I also agree. Yeah. It is. I agree. It is a good album, but I'm just like, it is. Track. (laughs) Yeah. I, yeah. Totally. But I think Bloodline after makeup would have made sense. Mm-hmm. And then I think mm, I'm happy with fake smile there, I guess. But I think yeah. Actually, I think that's when Needy should have come in. Like after, like it should be like four. If it's going to be at the top of the album, it needs to be like six on it. Yeah. Vibe. So I think if it was but also I think in my head could have gone there Mm. i would have gone bloodline in my head to kind of slow it down a bit and then because that song also is very like you're not the person i thought you were and then needy kind of turns it back around continues that thought of self-doubt in a relationship as opposed to it being the other person yeah vibe and i think story-wise that just the concept of like that would have made sense and then from needy i think i would have gone um, fake smile. If I hadn't already put fake smile in, did I already say fake smile? I don't think no. so. I think fake smile and needy would have been like it would have been nice because I don't think you should go two emos back to back because that's very like in the way that she put six thirty in the middle of safety net and off the table. Oh, it's yeah. very like that, and I think fake smile would would have been like a good place to put that and then put ghosting in. Yep. And then I would have gone with, um, like, pick it back up with, um, bad I- with bad idea, seven rings, break up with your girlfriend, finish on thank you next. Yeah, the fact that thank you next isn't the last song in the album baffles me. It is maybe it the last song in the album. That's the whole mm. point. Yeah. And I feel like I... with what you've done, you've created like a really good arc, and thank you next is just like okay. Everything's done. Right? Yeah. It's me now. I agree. And then that goes so perfectly into positions. Think about the last track on Thank You Next being Thank You Next and then starting with Shut Up. Yeah. And like imagine like your album literally Thank You Next is such a closing line. Like that's something you would say at the end of something. Why would you bring away but break up with your girlfriend I'm bored? Like I get it because it sounds like an encore. Break up with your girlfriend sounds like I've left the stage for 10 minutes. I'm going to come back. 
break up with your girl. Like, it sounds like that, but Thank You Next Year, regardless, should have been the end of the album. I agree. Great closing track. Mm. Mm. Would have been such a POV moment. Yeah. Except POV didn't have the strings. Didn't have the damn strings. Uh, Yeah, heaven. All right, before, before we wrap things up, um, on my last pod, I had a bit of a rage at the Grammys. I want you to get your thoughts on the Grammys. Um, <laughs> go off, King. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay. Very happy that Phoebe Bridges got the noms she did. Mm. Very happy that Coldplay were nominated for Album of the Year. Very Grammys. Very, yes. Mm-hmm. Dua Lipa being nominated for six. I understand it. Do I agree? No, but I understand it. Chromatica not being nominated for a Grammy. It's not my favorite Album of the Year. Very Grammys. Should have. Uh, she wasn't nominated for anything. I was like, she's nominated for Best Pop Performance with Ariana Grande. Yeah. So I was like, Pfft. So. Not to be honest. Rina Sawayama had one of the best albums of the year and it sold like crazy. No numb. The Weeknd, literally one of the best albums of the year. He was one of the top, Spotify's top listening artists for months in a row. Nothing. A joke. Okay. Anyways. Um, Chromatica, Sawayama, FK Twigs getting nothing. Like all of these artists getting no nods and the 1975 not getting any like alternative awards is just like so beyond me I'm how like, who else is alternative when i I'm think sorry, old rock i think the 1975 and that's about it pretty much right and like the baby i don't want to hear you on record of the year tell me that the baby gets a song on record of the year and lady gaga did it like and no. like blinding and I said this before, Blinding Lights has like 2 billion plays on Spotify. And that's just Spotify. It is like one of the biggest songs of the year. And it's been in the top 10 since it came out. Yeah, it baffles me that like the noms, some of them so make sense. Folklore, mm. I thought was going to sweep a bit more because of the critical acclaim it got. I don't like that album, but I just have a problem with Taylor Swift. So, <laughs> but... Mode. But, like, I understand why that was nominated. I understand why Dua Lipa got what she did. And I understand yeah. Coldplay and Phoebe Bridges. And, like, that shit makes me so happy. And, like, Doja Cat for, like, Best New Artist and Meg The Stallion, blah, blah, blah. Like, all that makes sense. But I have such beef with, like, their major categories. Mm. I'm like... And ha- Fine Line. The biggest crime is Fine Line not being album- nominated for Album of the Year. I agree. That album is so good. That is the best album of all time. That tops every single album that ever existed. That is the best album of all time. I was going to ask if you liked um, Fine Line better than Fuck Well's the album before, but yeah, I think it's Fine Line just by the way. <laughs> Fine Line. I am the Ariana Grande fan. The Ariana Grande fan. And I think Fine Line tops every Ariana Grande album. Fair. I'll cop that. It's, it's a great album. I just love Harry Styles, man. He's such... I- Fabulous voice. Correct. We'll do another podcast about Fine Line. We can do it. <laughs> Fuck yeah. We will do it. We'll do a whole one about Miss Harry Styles. But, ah, oh, that not getting a nomination was such a slap in the face. And I knew it wasn't going to get one. But I was like... <clears throat> it's at the point where we're just, like, expecting good things to not get nominated. 
Like I, I'm no shade to, I think, what are they? The black pumas. I've never yeah. found the black pumas, but like, I'm sure they're fine. I might give them a listen at some point, but like mm. the weekend, man. Yeah, literally. And I was like, I understand, like, and I appreciate their, like, um, not attempt, but like their ability to acknowledge black artists and like, especially through the Black Lives Matter movement, I'm mm. sure they were very aware of like um, people of colour in their section, but I'm like, the weekend is an artist of color like if you were like you he, he's an african man he literally is and i like definitely and i'm sure like the black pumas whatever like i haven't listened to any of this stuff i'm sure they're very talented and like blah blah, blah. and like beyonce being nominated duh. like her album so good and black parade is an iconic like song with such a strong message and stuff like that but um i definitely think there were some artists that were absolutely snubbed yeah it's wild and like I also said this before, and I love Janae Aiko. I love mm-hmm. Janae Aiko, but like I listen to that album, I'm like, best album of the year, Grammys? Ah, not really. Like it's good. I like it. But it's like, fine. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, it's it sounds like every other Janae Aiko song. Yeah. Yeah. Just like time. fire, but like <laughs> my line is a fantastic musical production. Um, and that album is so Grammys. Yeah, absolutely. As if Harry Styles isn't, like, the guys on the Grammys board aren't jacking off to Harry Styles. He's <laughs> the Grammys. Like, he's representation everywhere. Mm. He is representation. Ah, whatever. Mm. Just- I just, yeah. I have, I love and hate the Grammys for what their nominations say. And I'm just like, mm, I'm on the fence. Because I love Aspects. And then I'm like so annoyed at others. Yeah, no, I'm I'm like a big um, like rap fan, and they've fucked up the rap section every single Grammy since I can remember. So like, and I like love Cardi B, but the way Travis Scott didn't win album of the year, rap album of the year, I was or like, or Mac Miller, or Pusha uh, i I'm just like literally, you literally could have picked anyone else, and I would be like, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough, I can see where you got it from, but I'm like, Invasion of Privacy? There was like three good songs. Well, on that night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. That was heaven. 